you are Locked On A's. Your daily Oakland A's podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's time for Locked On A's. Stepping to the mic, it's your host, Jason Burke. Thank you, Amelia, and how's it going, A's fans? Welcome to episode 278 of the Locked On A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, noted baseball fan, Jason Burke, and on today's episode, I'm talking about the A's week that was. Uh, they went 3-3, three and three, talking about that just briefly, going over Sunday's game, some questionable calls by Bob Melvin. That was uh, that was intriguing. And then uh, in the second segment, we're giving you some updates on A.J. Puck, Nick Allen, and Jordan Diaz, who was just crushing with Lance. And then in the third segment, we're getting you ready for the Mariners series coming up this weekend and why the A's may be having a lot of fun over the next three days. So that's what we got coming up for you guys today. But before I get into anything, today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you will get 15% off your next order. Uh, also, make sure to follow the podcast wherever you like hearing podcasts. Follow us on social media at Locked on A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at ByJasonB on Twitter and in the Locker Room app. And if you have any questions, for us, please send those to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. So let's get into today's episode. Uh, the A's looked really good for most of the weekend until the last couple of innings there in Anaheim. They lost this one 6-5. to five, uh, Questionable decisions late in the game. We'll get into those here in a second, but uh, right now the A's are 28-20. and 20. They went 3-3 three and three for the week. They uh, went 1-2 and two against Houston uh, two and one against the Angels, so not bad. And uh, to put the cherry on top for the week, the Astros got swept against the Texas Rangers, so that just made everybody feel just nice and fuzzy. Uh, days are back in first place. They're a game and a half up, if you care about that. Uh, so yeah, things are things are looking okay, even though the A's only went three and three. The Angel or the Astros still only went two and four. So good week. Nice week, but I really do want to talk about Ramon Laureano, and uh, he didn't give me a nice launching point from Sunday. He went 0, and 5, 0 for 5 on Sunday, and even with that 0 for 5, he was 7 for 14 in the series with a home run, two doubles, three runs, and an RBI. He... He carried the team for that first couple of games. He was impossible to get out on the bases. He made an amazing play, uh, robbing a home run. And uh, he, he loves playing at Anaheim is all I can say. He's fantastic. Love watching him. And that got me actually looking into some of the A's offensive stats. I was looking uh, for my preview with uh, DC Lumberg for his podcast, uh, Locked on Mariners. So if you want to hear that, uh, listen to Locked on Mariners. I'm on there sporadically throughout the week. I don't know how he's chopping it up, but we did talk for about half an hour, just about random stuff. I asked him a bunch of Mariners questions. He gave me answers and uh, I, I said, you keep that audio. I'll do this myself. So that's what I'm doing. But he did answer a lot of questions, gave me some good insight as to how his team's doing. But uh, in, in preparation for doing that, I was looking at the A's offense so I could answer some you know, in-depth questions about the A's. And I, I did find out, and I tweeted this out on Sunday, that uh, Ramon Laureano has a 145 WRC+, plus, which I did not expect to see. And this is heading into Sunday's game. So these stats will be adjusted just, just slightly. But uh, 
Fangraphs does not update this stuff uh, before I go to record on, you know, at night. Uh, they usually do it at like three in the morning and I'm not staying awake that late to give you the most updated stats. I'm sorry. I love you guys, but uh, your boy's got to sleep sometimes. So uh, I will give you guys those updates at another time, but they're they're close. They're close enough. One over five is not going to blow things up completely. So he has a 145 WRC plus with uh, 100 being league average. So he is 45% above league average with the bat. And that was heading into Sunday's game. And that is the 26th best bat in baseball, all of baseball. He's the 26th best bat. That is fantastic. And that's Ramon Laureano who, you know, you're like, hey, yeah, he's like the fourth guy that you think of. He's like the third guy that I think of in this lineup. Uh, he He's probably one of the, uh, upper echelon guys for in the A's lineup for people that don't pay attention to the A's just because of like, oh yeah, he fought the entire Astros bench. Uh, I know that guy. And then it's like also uh, Olsen and Chapman. I, I also think of uh, Sean Murphy for some reason. And then like Mark Canna, who's also uh, on this list right here. And let, let's talk about Mark Canna for just one second. On the season, heading into Sunday's game, he had a 149 WRC plus, which ranks him 19th in baseball, all of baseball. And that is just 1% back of Jordan Alvarez, who has a 150. So, uh, yeah, if you think that Jordan Alvarez is pretty good, just wait till you see Mark Canna, because he's also very, very good. But I'm going to jump right back over to Ramon Laureano. Uh, I, I skipped an entire note on him, and that is that if you include his defense and just go by F-War or Fangraph's War, their version of War, uh, he is actually the eighth best player in the entirety of baseball the entirety of baseball so far. And that includes Trout, who's also on the IL. So uh, by not doing anything and Trout not playing, uh, he will at least be seventh. If he just kind of does what he's been doing and doesn't get any better, uh, he could get worse. But I don't think he's going to because he's a, he's Ramon Laureano. And we we do stand Ramon Laureano here at the Locked On A's podcast. But uh, just running down the list of guys that are ahead of him, you got Vlad Vlad Guerrero Jr. He's pretty good. He's been really solid. He's mostly bat. Then you got Xander Bogarts, Mike Trout, Max Muncy, former is great. Max Muncy, uh, Nick Castellanos, Chris Bryant, who's having a resurgent season, maybe future Oakland athletic Chris Bryant, and then Ronald Acuna Jr. So that's a that's a list of names that is ahead of Ramon Laureano. And those are the only names. Not Fernando Tatis Jr. Not uh, name anybody else besides those seven names. He's better than everybody else right now. And uh, y- you got to love Ramon. He's he's great. And I feel like I got to give him his due when he does things because I don't talk about him enough. So uh, that that is why I went on this tangent about Ramon Laureano because he needs to get some pub from me. So uh, there you go. Also, uh, just running down that list, uh, Matt Olson, he has a 147 WRC plus, which is just better than Jose Ramirez, who is the heart and soul of the entire Cleveland offense and the second best hitter uh, on the Oakland squad. And uh, so he's just worse or, or just better than Jose Ramirez, just worse than Alex Bregman. The Saints offense is really good uh, if you take a step back and actually look at them and don't watch them every single day and be like, hey, they're, they're actually doing a good job. It's mostly home run dependent, but that gets the job done, I guess. So, yeah, they got, they got three guys in the top 29, according to WRC Plus, in their lineup every single day. Um, yeah, so I thought that that was fun. But let's get into some questionable decisions by Bob Melvin in the late innings of Sunday's matchup. And uh, the first one I got here is, why use Remain Goudouin? 
Why use Raymine Goodwan? Um, the bases were loaded. This is the situation. Bases loaded, one out, one run lead. Otani's coming up to bat. He's pinch hitting. Uh, so that's that's the that's the the reason right there. Uh, you got a lefty coming up, and he doesn't do as well against lefties. So I think that that's why you you use Raymine Goodwan, even though there's only one out, and uh, you know it, it didn't work. He got the sack fly. So. That wasn't great, but uh, Sergio Romo, that was his inning, and he got blown up. And so I think that it wasn't necessarily the move that Bob wanted to make, but he had to kind of adjust on the fly. And with Otani coming up, he was planning ahead. And the reason that you bring in Ramin Goudouin, who's arguably not great for the A's, he he has lowered his ERA to like 7-11 heading into this game. Uh, he got a couple of outs, so it's in the sixes now, but uh, it's because Otani versus lefties on the season is hitting 200 as opposed to righties who he's batting like over 300 against. So uh, yeah, you, you want to throw a lefty right there. And then at home against lefties, he's hitting 182 opposed to 346 at home against righties. So that's why you bring in a lefty. And if Jake Diekman is unavailable, it is the Ramin Goudouin show. So that's why I'm not defending the move. I'm just saying uh, that is the thought process that I am assuming that Bob Melvin had is, I mean, it's better than nothing. And <laughs> he he got out of it. The A's were down by a run at the end of that inning. They came back and tied it, which was fantastic. But then that leads me to the second question of this <laughs> this kerfuffle. And it is, why, why, uh, why use Elvis Andrews for Luis Barrera right there? Um, that the situation was first and third, two out, Iglesias coming in, and the A's had already tied the game. So tie game, you're, you're feeling pretty decent about that. But why Elvis Andrews? And I know that uh, right saw Iglesias, very good closer over his career. Um, also, he's on the Angels now, and they have a terrible bullpen. So maybe you're like, ah, oh, we already blew this guy up once. We can throw literally Elvis Andrews out there, and uh, anything good will happen. I think that the actual reasoning in... What how I would reason it out is Elvis Andrews professional hitter. Luis Barrera got his first start in a game on Sunday. And the argument could be made that Luis Barrera would be more susceptible to chasing a pitch outside of the outside of the strike zone and not really giving you a solid at bat. Uh, I know that Elvis Andrews hasn't been good, but the one thing that he can do is give you a professional at bat and you know advance the runners if you need to. Obviously, the situation did not call for that. He needed to get a hit in order to be effective. And so that's why it's a little bit more questionable. Uh, Mark Canna also on the bench. Maybe they wanted to give him a full day off, but uh, game's on the line, Bob. I don't, I don't know what's up with that. Uh, and then the, the last situation here is tied bottom of the eighth. Why use Diolas Guerra right there? Um, you got Lou Trevino. You got Yuzmero Petit. You got Cam Pedro, Pedrosian. Uh, what's going on there? And Petit, this would have been his third day in a row. So obviously he's, you know, among the league leaders in innings pitched among relievers. I think he's like two thirds of an inning behind uh, the most innings pitch. So he's getting worked a lot. And Diolos Garrett, I mean, he he walked the first batter, then sack bunt, uh, base hit, the move the runner over to third, and then sack fly. So um, it's not like he got hit hard. It was just that that command issue with the first batter that he faced. And that's, Kind of what blow, blew up his entire outing right there. Uh, but why not Lou Trevino? He'd only pitched once this entire week, and that was on Friday against the Angels. Uh, I mean, are you saving him for the ninth? 
you got to get a lead to use them right there. Why not protect the the lead that you have and then see what happens or use Lou Trevino for two innings or use Burt Smith for two innings. I know that he gave up the home run to Jared Walsh, but uh, you don't have a great bullpen. So uh, you got to make do with what you can. And why not use Cam Pedrosian in the revenge series in Anaheim? I know that it was a big spot, but why why not? I, somebody else. I don't know. Um, maybe that they're doing... I assume that Trevino and Bedrosian will be playing or will be pitching in the game unless Frankie Montas is going ham uh, on Monday. So uh, that's something to look forward to, I guess. I, I want to see Cam Bedrosian get on that bound and not walk anybody and uh, make everybody look foolish. So that's what I'm looking forward to. But what you should be looking forward to is talking about Nick Allen and AJ Puck and Jordan Diaz, because I got that coming up for you guys in just a minute. So stay locked in with Locked On A's and I'll be right back. Stonks, memes, rocket chips. Day trading can be a lot of fun, but if you want to grow your long-term wealth and make it to the moon, you should open up a wealth friend investment account today. Investing can be complicated, but whether you're a beginner or you've been investing for years, Wealthfront makes it easy. They have the right tools for every portfolio, and Wealthfront can create a portfolio of globally diversified low-cost index funds personalized just for you in minutes. They can even help you lower the taxes you pay as you invest for the average client, their tax loss harvesting can more than cover the low annual 0.25% advisory fee. Best of all, it's automatic. Wealthfront is trusted with over $20 billion of assets, and you can get your first $5,000 managed for free by going to wealthfront.com slash locked on MLB. To get your first $5,000 managed for free for life, go to wealthfront.com slash locked on MLB. That is W-E-A-L-T-H-F-R-O-N-T dot com slash locked on MLB to start growing your savings. Go to wealthfront.com slash locked on MLB and get started today. This episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Locker Room is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download, and once you're in, you can talk with me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. I will be hosting rooms for Locked On A's once a week, and yes, you can finally join in on the conversation you listen to here every single day. Locker Room is the perfect place to start or join conversations about baseball. You'll find fans just like you on Locker Room for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and of course, reacting to big news or rumors. Be sure to join me this week because I'll be hosting a room this week, probably on Friday. That's when I've been doing it, Friday at game time. So uh, yeah, download the Locker Room app, look for me at By Jason B, and uh, then you'll be notified of when I go live. So go download the free Locker Room app currently available on all iOS devices. It's in beta for for, you know, Android stuff. Uh, be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the MLB group for the latest league updates. Follow me at ByJasonB to be notified when my room goes live. I know you don't want to miss it. I'm planning to go live this Friday at game time. Haven't checked when that is, but, uh, you know, game time. It's, I think, uh, at home, so yeah, roughly 640. Uh, that's when I'm going live, so be there, and I'll see you guys there and all that stuff. Locker room changing the way we talk sports. Welcome back to the Locked On A's podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show, make sure to hit subscribe wherever you like hearing podcasts. Follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at by Jason B on Twitter and in the Locker Room app, which I just read an ad for. And also make sure to email us any question that you have to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. 
come. Um, so let's get into some minor league news. Nick Allen, who everybody is very, very excited about. It was announced today or Sunday as I'm recording this uh, Monday as you're yesterday as you're listening to this, that uh, he is going to be on the Team USA qualifying team to try and get into the Olympics. Whether or not he's going to be on the Olympic team uh, remains to be seen. He basically just... Uh, doesn't have, I think he can't be on the 40 man roster. No, he's on the 40 man. I don't know. Uh, he can't be on the big league roster is all that I know. And so he's not. And, uh, so yeah, he's going to be playing in the qualifying matches and those begin in Florida on May 31st. So he's going to be leaving Midland for a little bit. And, uh, I'm talking to Jonah bride on Monday morning. So by the time you're listening to this, I may have already talked to him. We will find out, but, uh, I'm going to see if that's going to influence how he's being used. He's been basically DH first base. That's all that he's been doing. And, uh, but he does play some third base. And I think uh, I'm going to ask him about this. The reason that he's been playing only first base is because the A's have three shortstops that are pretty decent at defense uh, playing third shortstop and second base. And so with Nick Allen out of the picture, is he going to be playing more third base? We're going to find out. So uh, you guys will be hearing that a little bit later in the week. Something to keep your eye on. And also, uh, I, I think that that hurts Nick Allen's chances of being in Oakland, I don't know, at the beginning of June, like some people want. I don't think that that's going to happen. Uh, this is, I mean, maybe it's really good for his development being around like Matt Kemp and other guys that are not in baseball anymore. <laughs> uh, it's going to be interesting. So uh, it, it, I look forward to watching him in the qualifying ma uh, matches, games, whatever you want to call them. And uh, that should be a, a good, good time. So if you want to watch some qualifying baseball, you can watch Nick Allen play on a field with other people from around the globe. Uh, also, AJ Puck, he threw two thirds of an inning for Vegas on Saturday night. It did not go well. Uh, he went two thirds of an inning gave up four hits, three earned runs, and a walk. That is not great. And uh, he also gave up a home run to Joe Adele. The home run to Joe Adele was actually a solo shot, so it's not like he loaded the bases and then gave up a big home run or anything, uh, mostly because he only gave up three runs, and that would have been in Grand Slam. So that's how math works. Uh, he got hit kind of kind of hard, and uh, there was a runner on second that got thrown out, and uh, that, that was one of the outs that he recorded was a caught stealing. So... That also does not help. Uh, and with the, some of these AAA ballparks, you're like, oh, well, yeah, it's because they, they play in band boxes and blah, blah, blah. But he wasn't giving up only only home runs. He was he was getting hit around fair, fairly well. He gave up, uh, he, he allowed five base runners in two thirds of an inning. So uh, maybe we pump the brakes on when we're going to be seeing AJ Puck. Maybe it's, uh, you know, another couple of weeks as opposed to at the end of this week, like I had initially prognosticated, but uh, that, that just wanted to give you guys the update on AJ Puck. Cambridge Rosian's already in the big leagues. I haven't seen him yet, but uh, he's already up. So no more updates on him. He's already in the bullpen and we'll find out when he's pitching at some time. But uh, moving down to Lansing, I want to talk about Jordan Diaz. He is the A's number 12 prospect and he had a series, my friends. He went eight for 20 with four home runs nine RBI, three walks, six strikeouts. W what can you say? And the, uh, the Lansing Lugnuts posted videos of all four of his home runs from the, the previous, four. he had Sunday off. So the previous uh, five games and uh, he had, this is over a five game span. So that's all that I'm saying there. Uh, anyways, uh, he hit 
two that were pulled and one of them was like right down the line uh, in left field but one of them was a uh, right center one of them was straight away center so he's got power to all fields and on pipeline the MLB pipeline where they give you you know the the top 30 prospects for the team which is where he's ranked number 12 uh, he it says that he's got good bat to ball skills he's developing some power he's only 20 years old and uh, that's why I'm talking about him specifically because he's 20 years old out of Columbia and he's still fairly young um, he has two teammates that are also very, very good. And I was looking at the WRC plus stuff just because why the hell not? And, uh, Jordan Diaz's WRC plus is 141 on the season. So 41% above league average in the high a central league. And that is the 17th best bat in the high a central. So not quite the entirety of high a, but you know, one league, that's not bad. That's, that's a decent amount of teams and prospects and all that stuff. But, uh, his teammate, Jake Suttleston, uh, he is, he has a 147 WRC plus, which is the 14th best in that same league. And Max Schumann has a 163 WRC plus, which is the eighth best in that league. They've got some bats and they can mash. Uh, but the only reason that I'm talking about Jordan Diaz instead of those two guys, uh, one, he had a fantastic weekend. So there's that. But uh, he's also 20 years old, whereas Suttleston and Schumann are both 23 years old. So there's a little bit of you got to take that into account when you're talking about lower level minor leaguers. And that's just all that I wanted to say about that. And one thing about his, his power numbers that uh, is jumping off the page for me. And that is that he hit nine home runs in 70 games in 2019. And he's hit five through 14 games this season. So uh, if he's developing a power bat and he finishes with like 20 homers, I think that you take that. We'll, we'll see if he can continue to develop that power skill, but uh, yeah, he, he's been, he's been doing all right and he doesn't strike out a whole bunch either. I think he's like at a 17% strikeout rate, which is not super high, especially in the minors. I mean, Lazarito, he's at like 44. So, and he's still hitting like 380 or whatever. I haven't checked out today's stats, but yeah, he was still mashing the ball. He had a home run on his birthday. So congrats and happy birthday to Lazarito. Um, but yeah, uh, just, Wanted to bring some minor league stuff to you guys. I'm talking to Jonah Bright a little bit later uh, today as you're listening to this. So hopefully you guys uh, have some fun stuff to listen to with that. I've got some nice questions for him. Very much looking excited to that. And uh, I'm trying to do a little bit more minor league coverage uh, where time allows. So that is, uh, that's Jordan Diaz, A's number 12 prospect. He's 20 years old, out of Columbia. Remember the name. And uh, you can see him trotting around your bases if you're in Lansing because he's doing a great, great job. But uh, anyways, coming up on the show, I'm talking about the A's and Mariner series coming up this week. So stay locked in with Locked On A's, and I'll be right back. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to place a bet on all of your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all of your sporting needs, including Major League Baseball, the NBA. They've got playoffs going on. Uh, the NHL hockey uh, playoffs have been so much fun to watch. The Winnipeg Jets. Just taking it to the Edmonton Oilers. That game went around Sunday night was fantastic. I forget the guy's name. It was like E.H., something, but he was fan. That was a great shot. Great job out of EH something. And then uh, you can also do bets on UFC or MMA action over there at bet online. And so before the next pitch, go over to bet online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all of the great sporting news, sign up bonuses and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams make their runs in the playoffs. Head on over to their website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code locked on. And that is why everybody says that Bet Online are your online sportsbook experts. 
Welcome back to the Locked On A's podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show, make sure to subscribe. I'm here Monday through Friday, getting you through your workday commute, uh, talking about whatever the hell I feel like. It's basically the A's. I talk about the A's uh, in some form or fashion. Sometimes it's ballpark stuff. Sometimes it's minor league. Sometimes it's what happened. Uh, sometimes it's, uh, you know, takes. Uh, uh, great at hot takes over here. <laughs> Well-informed hot takes. That's how I would uh, describe this program for you guys. Well-informed hot takes. But uh, yeah, make sure to follow the podcast wherever you like hearing podcasts. Follow us on social media at Lockedonies on Twitter and Instagram. I am at by Jason B on Twitter and in the locker room app. And if you have any questions for us that you want me to turn into a segment, send those to lockdownathletics at gmail.com. So let's talk about this Mariners series. First off, let's just throw the pitching matchups uh, right out, right out the gate here. You got Yusei Kikuchi going for the Mariners on Monday against Frankie Montas. Uh, that should be an interesting game. I think that, uh, Kukuchi is their best pitcher, <laughs> and he hasn't been great, but he is the best of their starting pitchers, so we'll see what happens there. And then on Tuesday, you got Logan Gilbert against Cole Irvin, and then on Wednesday, uh, the, the Mariners are dealing with a lot of IL stints right now, and it's not COVID stuff, it's actual injuries. Uh, I know that there was some COVID information or uh, COVID spread uh, before, but it seems like most of the guys that had been on the COVID IL are now back, according to DC Lumberg of Locked On Mariners. So these are actual injuries. So it looks like Wednesday is going to be a bullpen game. And I believe that Duggar is going to be getting their start. And he'll start like the first inning or two or three, however long he goes. And he'll be opposed by James Caprilli and in his first start in Oakland. So that should be a fun, fun matchup. Um, so the Mariners, not great as a team overall. Um, they've been really, really bad, and they got no hit last week. They're currently on an 0-for-6 streak right now. Uh, they got swept by the Tigers and Padres, including a no-hitter by Spencer Turnbull, which uh, that's a name that I hadn't heard in a couple of years. So good job to, by Spencer Turnbull, and uh, we'll see. One thing that I have noticed in watching just the Mariners from afar is, uh, I, I believe it was the week before last, they had almost gotten no hits. I think that they went like seven innings without getting a hit for their own club, and uh, then last week they were actually no hit. So uh, if that trend continues, we're looking at both Cole Irvin and Frankie Montas uh, to continue that trend against Seattle. And uh, I am very, very intrigued. So basically, I, I don't know who would do it. Uh, heading into the game, I was like, oh, it's Frankie Montas. He has the best stuff. It, it would be Frankie, obviously. But in talking to DC Lumberg, he's like, no, guys that locate their pitches and, uh, you know, change speeds and all that stuff, that's their kryptonite right now. And that's Cole Irvin. So uh, I'm looking for a no-hitter out of both these guys. I don't know what's going to happen, but uh, I'm calling it now. One of these two guys will throw a no-hitter and... I think that Frankie's probably going to throw one against Texas. So let's say Cole Irvin gets the the no-no against the Mariners, making it the third time that they've been no-hit this season. And then Frankie will give the, the Rangers their third of the season. And that's why these games are so much fun, is because both of these clubs, and I'm getting off track a little bit, but uh, they've both been no-hit twice. And the A's have 19 games against both of them right now. And uh, that that is... Those are wins just waiting to happen right now, and I'm very excited about that. But let's get into this matchup for just this next three days real quick. Uh, over the course of the last week, the Mariners scored a total of 10 runs in six games, which is not great. Their team batting average is below 200, so they're just all they're all of them are Elvis Andrews right now, and that's not great. Um, Mitch Ma Mitch Hanniger has been 
pretty, pretty good. He's got like 12 home runs, so he's been really good. Uh, Kyle Lewis has been pretty good, but everybody else kind of sucks. And Ty France was off to a really hot start. He's on the IL. He'd also been slumping right before. He had some uh, wrist inflammation. So really, all you got to do with this team is don't let up a home run, which I know sounds really simple and simplistic and all that stuff, but uh, they're among the lead leaders in home runs. They've got a bunch as a team. I think they're in the top 10 in home runs as a team, but they also are hitting below 200. So they are basically a home run or bust offense. So if you're going to give up home runs, make sure nobody else is on base, which shouldn't be too hard given, given that they have a 200 or a 198 uh, cumulative batting average as a club. So uh, that that's kind of the game plan. I think if you're anybody throwing baseballs for the A's right now, um, and also their starters ERA cumulatively is a, a 513 ERA, which is 27th in baseball. So they're not doing great as a starting unit. Their relievers ERA has been very, very good. But Kendall Graveman also just went on the IL and he'd been fantastic for them as their closer. Just throwing 97, which is not something that he did with the A's. And uh, his balls have been moving, but he's not there anymore or for, you know, this series. So. I don't know what to expect from their bullpen, which had been really, really good. They had a reliever's ERA of 381, which, you know, doesn't sound great, but uh, that is 11th in baseball. Uh, they've also been very good at limiting walks. That's their sixth in baseball and limiting walks. They've got a high, high, high ground ball rate. So I think if the A's are going to do some damage, it has to be against the starters. Monday will be an, an interesting one because it's Yusei Kikuchi, and uh, he'll probably go six, maybe seven innings, but he's going to give up some runs too. So it's going to be up to Frankie Montas to not have his blow up start against the Mariners. He's got to have his good stuff. He's got to get them to chase that splitter. Uh, that's really what I'm looking for right here. And Jared Kellenick, he's the other top prospect other than Logan Gilbert, who's starting on Tuesday for the Mariners. And Jared Kellenick had that one big game in his second game. He had a home run and a double, but he's kind of struggled since. Uh, he's got a good eye at the plate. Uh, maybe not quite as good as Juan Soto, but I've heard him compared to Juan Soto with the, with the eyes. Uh, so we'll see what happens there. But yeah, th this looks like it should be at least two out of three just on the surface without doing a ton of digging into like, oh, how are they doing against this and this? But yeah, um, it it's it should be a, a nice series for the A's. Maybe they're out of the red in their run differential by the end of it. Uh, the, the A's are currently at, I think, a negative 11 run differential. So we'll see how that goes. Um, but for Monday's matchup in particular, Yusei Kikuchi has four pitches that he can throw in, in any situation if he's trying to get you out. Uh, he's got the fastball, he's got the slider, he's got a changeup, and uh, a cutter. The cutter is the one that he throws the most, but he's usually good for a blow-up inning, so you got to make sure that you can capitalize on that blow-up inning. But uh, I think that the two pitches that the A's have to try and attack at the very least are the fastball and the slider, and... They, they have decent, you know, batting averages against them. You know, not super high, not like 400, but, you know, like 220, 230, somewhere in there, which is roughly the league average for batting average in baseball. So, uh, yeah, they're they're fine in that regard. But the reason that I'm saying that is because the fastball has a launch angle, a launch angle against on average of 21 degrees, which could be home run right there. Uh, and then the slider has a launch angle of 12, which is a nice line drive, I would say. So those are the two pitches that have been getting hit hard. The A's got to take advantage of those two, and then they'll have some success against Yusei Kikuchi on Monday. Hopefully Frankie Montas or Cole Irvin throws a no-no. And then uh, we'll see what 
James Caprillion does in his first start in the green and gold, uh, the whites, the, the white tops. I'm very excited about that. I'm actually going to that game. I, I forgot that I was going. I'm going to that game. Very excited about that. Uh, but yeah, that's that's all that I got for you guys for this series. Uh, I got more coming up for you guys tomorrow. I'll be talking to Jonah Bride that I'll be posting at some point this week. Uh, haven't figured out when. It'll be when I don't have much to talk about. And I'm like, no. There's Jonah Bride for two segments. And uh, so that's what I got coming up for you guys. But if you need some more sports talk in your life today on the Locked On Today podcast, the Knicks were left stunned and father time lost at the PGA Championship. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. So with that, I am done for today, but I'll be back before you know it. So until then, go out and celebrate good times, Oakland, and I will talk at you tomorrow. Tomorrow.